He played many things that day, after which he thanked his hosts profusely for hearing him and took his leave of them. It was a day which not one of the Schumanns ever forgot. The midday meal which followed was simply unforgettable. Both our parents were in a state of the most joyful, even uncontainable excitement. Again and again they began, and found they could speak of nothing but the young morning visitor, whose name was Johannes Brahms. That evening, Schumann, having recovered his composure, wrote tersely in his diary, Visit from Brahms, a genius. Clara, in her diary, was more expansive. Here is one who seems to have come straight from God. He played us sonatas, scherzos, and other pieces, all his own, each showing the most exuberant imagination, depth of feeling, and mastery of form. Robert says that there was nothing he could tell him to take away or to add. It is really very moving to see him sitting at the piano, with his interesting young face, which becomes transfigured when he plays, his beautiful hands which overcome the most fearsome difficulties with perfect ease. His things are very difficult. And in addition, these remarkable compositions. He has studied with Markson in Hamburg, but what he played to us is so masterly that one can only believe that the good God sent him into the world ready-made. He has a great future ahead of him, for he will first find the true field for his genius when he begins to write for the orchestra. Robert says there is nothing to wish except that heaven preserve his health. If Robert had been terse in his diary, he could hardly have been less so in a long article which he wrote for the Neue Zeitschrift für Musik, which he'd founded in 1834 and which had become, under his editorship, one of the most influential musical journals in Germany. He'd begun his journalistic career by recognizing the true stature of Chopin in an article whose injunction, Hats off, gentlemen, a genius, may well be the most famous utterance in the history of musical criticism. He now closed it, though he didn't know that at the time, by doing the same for Brahms. In an article entitled Neue Bahnen, New Pathways, he hailed this hitherto unknown young man of twenty as a musical messiah. It seemed to me that there would, and indeed must, suddenly appear one man who would be singled out to articulate and give the ideal expression to the tendencies of our time. One man who would show us his mastery, not through a gradual process, but like Minerva springing fully armed from the head of Zeus. And he has come, a young man over whose cradle graces and heroes stood guard. His name is Johannes Brahms, and he comes from Hamburg, where he has been working in quiet obscurity. He carries all the marks of one who has received a call. Seated at the piano, he began to disclose the most wonderful regions. There were sonatas, or rather veiled symphonies, songs whose poetry would be clear even if one were ignorant of the words, though a profound singing melody runs through them all individual piano pieces of an almost demonic nature and charming form, then sonatas for violin and piano, quartets for strings, and all so different from one another that each seemed to flow from a fresh spring. When he waves his magic wand where the power of great orchestral and choral masses will aid him, then we shall be shown still more wonderful glimpses into the secrets of the spirit world.
May the highest genius strengthen him for this. We salute him on his first journey through the world where wounds may await him, but also palms and laurels. Almost three stunned weeks after reading Schumann's unexpected hymn of praise, Brahms wrote to him, Honoured master, you have made me so immensely happy that I cannot attempt to thank you in words. God grant that my works soon prove to you how much your affection and kindness have encouraged and stimulated me. The public praise you have bestowed on me will have fastened general expectations so exceptionally upon my performances that I do not know how I shall be able to do some measure of justice to it. I hope that you will never regret what you have done for me, and that I may succeed in becoming fully worthy of you. On the day of Brahms's first arrival in the Schumann household, Clara, fourteen years his senior, had discovered that she was...